friend from the UK. His name is J. John Cannon, an amazing evangelist in Europe. And he texted me yesterday, confirming what I've been writing about for the past few weeks. Real powerful confirmation. Christmas, Christmas season, because every Christian celebrate Christmas and Easter, and they neglect Pentecost. This is the birthday of the church. Happy birthday, church. And I mean the big C church. Christmas is Emmanuel, is God with us. Easter is God for us. Pentecost is God in us. I'm just going to ask, I don't want to assume, if you have had an experience with the Spirit of God that changed your life, raise your right hand. If you know what it is for the Spirit of God to comfort you and surround you and fill you, raise both hands. If you are a Spirit-empowered believer, which means your life is led and driven, Galatians 5.16, by the Spirit of the living God, raise both hands and a foot. And if you still believe that the most powerful spirit alive today is not Pharaoh, is not Nebuchadnezzar, it's not Jezebel, it's not Herod. If you still believe that the most powerful spirit on the planet is still the Holy Spirit of Almighty God, open up your mouth and give God your best shout of praise. Oh, without a doubt. Before you're seated, nicely, just high-five your neighbor, tell him, Welcome to Pentecost. You may be seated. I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you on the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's our series since resurrection. Today's message is called Holy Rosetta Stone. Holy Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I'm here all week. All right. Acts chapter 2, let's break this down. On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, I'm reading from the TPT version, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, somebody say suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Verse 3, then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues. Empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they never learned before. Holy Rosetta Stone. Right there. Holy Rosetta Stone people are people of the upper room. The upper room. On the day of Pentecost, disciples were gathered in one place. According to Acts chapter 1, verse 13, that place has a name. It was the upper room. By the way, I want to mention this. The Bible says they gathered. Something happens when we gather as a church. Let me repeat that. Something happens when we gather as a church that will not happen when we are not together. Matter of fact, there are things that can only happen when we come together. There is a certain level of heavenly manifestation 
that takes place when we come together. There are certain breakthroughs that will not come to pass unless God's children come together. Gatherings are dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. That's why our coming together, even you can pray at home for something. You can pray at home for something. You can pray at home for something. But when we come together in the name of Jesus, Jesus said, where two or more gather in my name, I will be in the midst of them. I will show up. So when we gather, something happens. And I want to make it clear. That's why gathering the church is coming. America, the world is coming out of COVID. Obviously, look around you. We're gathering. Oh, you're looking at the devil's biggest nightmare. Because when we gather, it's not like 49er fans gathering. It's not like, God forbid, Oakland Raider fans gathering, right? Sorry. It's not like Dodger fans or Giant fans. It's not like Republicans are gathering or Democrats are gathering. When we gather, we gather in the name that is above every other name. We gather in the name of Jesus. And all things are possible. Gatherings matter. Gatherings provoke the glory. But they gathered in one room, one place. The upper room. That's what the Bible says. They gathered in the upper room. In the upper room, the upper room, the upper room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On the day of Pentecost, close to 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit descended in the upper room. This was not a random room. This is the same Acts 113, the upper room. They went to the upper room where they stayed. Luke 22, verse 12. They gathered in the same room where Jesus and his disciple had the Last Supper. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for about 10 seconds for you just to get that. The Holy Spirit descended in the same place where Jesus and his disciples had the Last Supper. You're going to get this in a second. The Holy Spirit came down in the place where they took bread, blessed it, and broke it. Where they drank wine from the cup, symbolic of the blood of Jesus, to be shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Where they had fellowship and communion. But other things took place in the upper room in the Last Supper. The Holy Spirit descended in the same room where Jesus exposed Judas's plot to betray him. The, the Holy Spirit descended in the same room, the same place where Jesus told Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Do you understand what this means? When the Holy Spirit descended close to 2,000 years ago, he filled the same identical room where Jesus had fellowship and communion in the presence of betrayal and denial. So this message is for everyone here and those streaming around the world, watching online. You know what it is to be betrayed. You know what it is to be denied. You know what it is to be rejected. You know what it is to be unfollowed. You know what it is to experience a problem. And yet, like Jesus, you continue to believe and fellowship in the face of adversity. So I'm here to tell you to get ready. What am I telling you? The same identical room where Jesus, yes, he instructed us of this great, this beautiful sacrament, another part of the Christian family we call the Eucharist. They understand this sacred, this sacrament of faith that we do called Holy Communion. But likewise, he experienced, he exposed, oh, you're going to betray me. You're going to deny me. He exposed that. The same place, the same place where there was denial and betrayal foretold was the same spirit that the 
the Holy Spirit filled in the same place. Now, let me ask you, when I say Pentecost or I say upper room, if I say upper room, what comes to your mind? Holy Spirit. When I say upper room, how many of you thought about Judas's betrayal? If I say upper room, how many think about Peter's denial foretold? No one here. I say upper room, you say Holy Spirit. I say upper room, you think Pentecost. I want you to get ready because that area in your life where you experience pain will not be known for the pain. It will be known for the promises of God fulfilled. I'm going to say that one more time. Whatever area in your life you experience betrayal and denial, I need you to get ready. God's going to fill that area. And from now on, it will not be known if your children, if your children is causing you some pain, if your marriage is causing you some pain. I need you to put a smile on your face because that area will not be known for the pain. It will be known for the place where God's promise was fulfilled. If this is for you, praise like it's all yours. We all have an upper room. We all have a place. The place of the problem becomes the place of the promise. We all have that place. I love that. And I just, little side note, the same God of the upper room, Pentecost, reminds me that the place of denial and betrayal will be the same place of the greatest outpouring. So, again, get ready to see your pain convert into a place of promise. And, and, and little side note, the same God of the upper room is the same God of your bedroom. That's marriage. The same God, the same spirit that filled the upper room is the same spirit that fills your living room. That's your family. And, they, and the same spirit that filled the upper room, believe it or not, is the same spirit that will fill your basement where you store the relics of your past. So I'm here to declare upon you to get ready. There is a new wave of God's spirit moving. He is still the most powerful spirit on the planet. God's spirit is still on the earth. So whatever you read on Fox and MSNBC and CNN, it doesn't matter. Forget it. I don't care what Fox says or MSNBC or CNN. I'm going to be led by what the Holy Spirit of God says, what the spirit of God is doing. And whenever you understand that, I am believing that every room in your house will be filled with God's precious Holy Spirit. Every room. I dare you to say every room. Raise your hand and say every room. I dare you to say my children's room, my bedroom, my living room, my financial room, my basement, my attic, all of my life, all of my family. I dare you to go further. My children and my children's children and my children's 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 children will be filled with God's precious Holy Spirit. Sacramento will be filled with God's Spirit. Los Angeles will be filled with God's Spirit. Are you ready to see the crazy state of California filled with the spirit of the living God? Yeah. Now, you guys, do me a favor. Come up here and pivot. The same room. Now, come here. Some of y'all kneel down and pray. Some of y'all stand up right behind them. Right here if you can. So some of y'all kneel down. Some of you stand up behind. They did in the same room. Now, I love this. I love this. They were here. Same room. They were here. And then, after the cross and the resurrection, they were here. 
Same room, different activities. Here they were eating. Here they were praying. Oh, you missed it. Here they ate. Here they prayed. Mm. Here they talked. Here they waited. Here they consumed. Here they produced. I don't want to... I don't want to speak negatively. It's not speaking negatively. We got to be mindful of Christian folk who are beautiful folk who all they, all they do is eat. Uh, let me explain that. If all you do is eat, and we got a bunch of eaters that never go to that, they, they, stay, they stay behind the table, but they never get on their knees. I'm preaching right about now. All they do is eat and all they do is consume and they consume the word. They consume YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Reels, TikTok. They consume little, and it's beautiful that you consume, but it's not about eating. You need to eat, but then you need to pray. You need There's a season to consume and a season to prophesy. There's a season to digest and a season to deliver. God is looking for a church coming out of COVID that knows not just to consume, but will dare know how to pray and worship. God is looking for a church that will produce because of the Holy Spirit, a church that will get on their knees and then stand up and lay hands on the sick and cast out devils and prophesy the glory of the risen Christ. God is looking for that church. We don't need more churches coming out of COVID. We need more Holy Spirit filled, empowered churches coming out of this pandemic. Are there any upper room people in the house? All the upper room people praise like you're an upper room person and worship like you're an upper room person. These right here, here you consume, here you produce. Here you digest, here you deliver. If you're getting this, raise your hand. Same room. They got together. They got together and they prayed. Ooh, here's a deep revelation. If you pray, the Holy Spirit shows up. <laughs> Don't need to go to seminary for that one. From Genesis to Revelation, people that prayed, Holy Spirits. So they prayed this right here, and they gathered. This is so beautiful. And then the second part is Holy Rosetta Stone people are not just people of the upper room. They are people that hear a sound to make a sound. They hear a sound to make a sound. Suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from the out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind. So if you do your biblical due diligence, you do your exegete in both Greek and in the Latin, and then you go Aramaic. You get that, and you understand that it was a hurricane force wind sound. Yeah. It was loud. Yeah. They heard a sound. Ladies and gentlemen, the church was born with a sound. Yeah. I need to repeat this. I want to calm down and lower my volume, but I can't <laughs> to prove the point. No, look. All kidding aside, the church wasn't born with a wisdom. Honestly, the church wasn't born like in a kumbaya mode. 
The church wasn't born on mute. The church was literally born with a sound that was so loud, the Bible says everyone heard it. It always begins with a sound. A sound is the initial evidence of a shift taking place. A sound is the first indicator of transformation. From Genesis to Revelation, it all began with a sound. Genesis 1-3, with a sound, the architect of the universe pushed back darkness when he said, let there be light. Joshua 6-20, with a sound, Joshua began the conquest of the promised land as the Israelites shouted and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. With a sound, Gideon's army defeated the Midianite marauders, breaking the jars and shouting, the sword of the Lord and with the sword of Gideon. With a sound, the prophet Elijah prophesied the end of the drought by declaring, I hear the sound of abundant rain coming our way. With a sound, the prophet Ezekiel saw a vision, the coming together of an army, the bones of a dead army coming together, rattling together, coming back to life. With a sound, a blind man prompted Jesus to look his way by shouting, Son of David, have mercy upon me. And I have news for you. There is someone coming back with a sound. Let me repeat that. There's someone coming back with a sound. First Thessalonians 4.16. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. In other words, a sound is the beginning of a great shift. A holy sound will push back darkness. A prophetic sound will make the walls come down. A prophetic sound will release abundant rain. The church of Jesus was born on Pentecost. We were born with a sound. Therefore, when anyone tells the church to be silent, When any external force has the audacity to look at the church of Jesus and demands that we be quiet, when Uncle Sam or culture or any infrastructure place, anyone or anything has the audacity to tell Christians be quiet. When they tell a Christian to be quiet, they are telling you to be something you cannot be. You weren't saved to be quiet. You weren't delivered to be quiet. You weren't set free to be quiet. You weren't, you didn't come out of addiction to be quiet. You didn't come out of pornography to be quiet. You didn't come out of hell to be quiet. You have a sound. You have a sound. You, somebody shout like you know that you were born. There is no such thing as a church without a sound. Pentecost tells me there is no such thing as a, as a Christian on mute. There is no such thing as silent Christianity. Pastor Sam, are you telling the church to be annoying? No! Even though whatever we do, we will seem to be an annoying constituency to some. But it's not about irritating. It's about a sound of love. The sound... Why is hate louder than love when we are the most loving institution? Why is discord louder than unity when we are the quintessential example of unity? 
Why? Why? Why are the lies louder than the truth? When we are people of the truth, there are 2.5 billion Christians around the world. If all 2.5 billion Christians would stand up and make a sound, I feel the glory. You may think I'm crazy. I believe we're about to see the church rise up. We're about to see the church stand up and make a joyful noise, make a holy sound, make a righteous sound, the sound of grace, the sound of love, the sound of mercy. Are there any noise makers in the I know. Do you understand everything the enemy has attempted to do to take away your sound? The attempt of the enemy to put you on mute in perpetuity. To silence your voice. You all know that I'm talking way beyond a vociferous articulation that comes as the outcome of the stretching and the vacillation of your vocal cords. I'm talking way beyond. This is great. I'm talking about the sound of your testimony. I'm talking about the sound of what comes out of you when you're at work. I'm talking about the sound that comes out of you when you're alone. Are you with me right now? I'm talking about the sound of your post on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. The sound of your content. And your content should equal your character. The sound, the sound. Christians should be quiet. We can't. The church should not get involved in that area. You shouldn't make a sound. You shouldn't speak it. We were born with a noise. When kids are delivered from the womb, what does the doctor do to confirm that the lungs are opened up? What does the doctor do? There's some sort of interaction between the obstetrician and the baby to make sure that baby yes and if there's not a noise if no sound is made we got some issues I, I, outer space go to outer space go to outer space wait for Elon to get you there It's actually the one who will probably get us there. And, and Pastor Sam wants to shout. This is Pastor Sam in outer space. Take a visual of this. If I would right now go beyond our atmosphere and go into technically outer space, where the space station is at, but not in the station, outside, this is what my sound will look like. Ready? That's it. You wouldn't hear it. There is no sound in outer space. Google that. There isn't. Why is there a lack of sound in outer space? Because there's a lack of atmosphere. You need a conduit by which the sound molecules can flow through. You need air. You need an atmosphere. So if you do your Google due diligence, you'll discover that without an atmosphere, you can't have a sound. Maybe the problem is not that the culture is not hearing us. Maybe it's that we don't have, we haven't prepared a necessary atmosphere. I'm done. I'm going to drop the mic right about now.
maybe we need maybe we need to facilitate an atmosphere that will carry the sound that will be louder than the culture maybe it's not that they are louder maybe they can't hear us because all we do is shout inside the building and shout inside the conference we need a church that just not know just how to release the sound we need a church that'll create an atmosphere of hope and faith and love and grace that will carry the sound of redemption to the next generation are there any atmosphere creators in the house i'm done some of you are anointed to shift the atmosphere some of you are anointed to create atmospheres We're done. Final point. Final point. Are there any questions? I hear the sound of Ezekiel. I hear the sound of John 14, 12, greater things. I hear the sound of Joel 2:25, the restoration of all things lost. I hear the sound of Romans 16:20. It says, God will crush Satan underneath our feet. I hear that sound. I hear that sound. I hear that sound. And the final, final point. Isaiah 45 verse 8. Open up the heavens. Pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide and righteousness sprout up. That's God's atmosphere. Isaiah 45 verse 8. And here's the final point. Holy Rosetta Stone people are people of the upper room. We are people of the sound. And we are people of fire. Now let me tell you about the fire. I Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. Let me read it for you. Verbatim. All at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. I'm going to repeat that because you're a bunch of theologians up here. All at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated. The pillar broke into different pieces, 120 different pieces. And it engulfed each and every one of them. Mm. a pillar of fire do you realize this is not the first time I hear a pillar of fire in the Bible in Exodus chapter 13 verse 21 and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud and by night as a pillar of fire he was guiding them out of Egypt into the promise right and it was a pillar of fire oh you missed it 1,500 years later, the same pillar of fire shows up. You missed it. No, 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 you missed it. 1,500 years before, a pillar of fire shows up and says, follow me, I'm going to take you to the promised land. 1,500 years later, the pillar of fire says, I'm not going to take you. I'm here. I'm not going to take you into the promise. I'm going to fill you with the promise. I don't know if you're getting this. This is God's fire saying, oh, before I showed up to take you into a geographical, before I showed up to take you into a geographical land, now, ladies and gentlemen, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the resurrection, don't be obsessed with going into a promised land. It's not about you stepping into a piece of land. You are my land. You are God's land. What am I telling you? Get ready. I, I want to show you who the promised land is in 2021. When you're a child of God and the pillar of fire shows up, I'm here to tell you, you are God's promised land. God's promise lives in you. And the Bible says this, 
The pillar of fire split up into individual pieces, 120 in the upper room. 120 pillars of fire. So the fire that became a tongue of fire engulfed each and every one of them individually. In other words, there's a promise in you. Now you're the land. The promise comes in you. It's stop looking at me to lead you to a piece of land. You are my land. You are my land. I am the promise. The promise is in you. Wherever you go, there's glory. Wherever you go, there's victory. Wherever you go, there's breakthrough. Wherever you go, there's anointing. Wherever you go, devils and demons and legions and powers and principalities have to flee. Wherever you go, the atmosphere will be created and the atmosphere will shift. Wherever you go, light will overcome darkness because I am in you and you are in me. Are there any, are there any upper room Pentecost prime fired up Holy Ghost people in this place? Y'all lift up your hands. I want you to hear me. The fire of God shows up. And the fire of God, the pillar of fire that once guided the Israelites out of Egypt to the desert, inevitably to the promised land. The pillar of fire shows up and says, I'm not going to take you to the promise. I'm going to fill you with the promise. I need you all to raise your hands. And if you're ready for that promise to fill all of you, and all of your children and your children's children, your past, your present, and your future, every room in your house that's speaking physically and metaphorically, every area of your life, your actions, words, deeds, and thoughts, raise both hands really high. If you're ready for that fire to sanctify you and purify you and make you that worthy vessel continuously as the Spirit of God takes you to different places, you're a fire starter for the glory of the kingdom of heaven. Raise both hands really high. And if you believe that coming out of COVID, your life will be used by the Spirit of God like never before. And through your testimony, more people will come to Jesus as Lord and Savior than all the years thus far in your life. If you truly believe that when you walk into Starbucks and Walmart and Target and Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom and the Galleria and the Arcade Mall, the glory of God will be so strong on you that the people around you will begin to respond to the Shekinah glory of God coming out of your life if you truly believe it now I want you to give a Pentecostal praise like you have not given this entire day worship like you have the fire praise like you have the fire exalt Jesus like you have the fire rejoice like you have the fire celebrate like you have the fire live like you have the fire walk like you have the fire talk like you have the fire occupy like you have the fire stand with me those that are not standing I love this part the pillar of fire shows up 1500 years before this time I'm not going to take you to the promise. I'm going to fill you with the promise. You are the land, 1 Corinthians 3.16. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So as Christians, we got to do away with this Old Testament way of talking. We, 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 we do a lot of Old Testament talking. We learn from the old, but we live according to the new. And, and we do this like, oh, I'm going to the promised land. Listen, when you're born again, Jesus is already, you're already in your promised land. 
even more now. You're the promised land. The promise lives in you. You're God's territory. You're God's property. You're led by that spirit. Do you understand what this means? They were filled. The tongues of fire. All of a sudden, everything came down. Boom. That pillar of fire became a tongue of fire. It engulfed them, which means they were overtaken by the fire. All of a sudden, they start speaking other languages. That's wild. They start speaking other languages. Of the people that were around for Pentecost from different countries, different ethnicities, different cultures. That's holy Rosetta Stone. That's supernatural download. That's it. You and I, if we don't know Mandarin, and we start speaking Mandarin fluently all of a sudden. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. I, I went to one of, my, one of our trips that we took, I remember the, the experience of with Israel and John Raymer went to Pakistan and the person looking at me and saying, where did you learn to speak Urdu, our language? And I went, I don't speak your language, not even one word. And went, you just prayed fluently in our language. I have a hard time with the English vernacular. That's the spirit of God. So, why does God, I mean, Holy Spirit comes down and the first evidence of was, I mean, could it have been like the Holy Spirit came down and they all came out like with this shine that would blind people? And you would be going like, It was this. Why is God so obsessed with changing? Out of all the things, did they walk on water? No. They didn't, no, the, the, the initial evidence was change your language. The stuff coming out of your mouth is either lifting you up or bringing you down. The stuff coming out of your mouth is either blessing you or cursing you. The stuff coming out of your mouth is either a lid or a ladder. I'm preaching now. What comes out of your mouth matters. God himself had a conversation. I'm wrapping up. I'm done. He had a conversation in the book of Genesis. He saw a bunch of people come together. The Bible said they spoke the same language. The same language. And God said, oh, whoa, whoa. They all speak the same language. All of them. All of them. We can't have that. God said we can have it. They were building buildings. The first skyscrapers. They were building super buildings in order to exalt themselves and worship themselves. And God said, he said, quote, if they speak the same language, there's nothing they cannot do. Oh, and then Pentecost. God says, I'm going to change your language. You're going to be able to communicate with absolutely everyone. There is no limitation at all whatsoever. So I'm asking today. It's 1.30. We're a little bit over time. It's Pentecost Sunday. If you have any issues, text the Holy Spirit today. DM them and tell them, why are we running about five minutes late? So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask you all to lift up your hands in a second. I'm going to ask God to baptize you afresh with the Holy Spirit. Some of you are going to stop speaking negative things. 
Matter of fact, you've been cursing your marriage, cursing your family, cursing your health. You're going to flip the script. Instead of saying my family is the worst, my kids are going to hell, my husband, he's a loser. You're going to walk out of here saying my husband is a prophet of God. My children are about to change the world. My body will be healed. My future is amazing. Are you with me right now? Instead of, instead of talking more about demons than about angels, instead of talking more about hell than about heaven, instead of talking more about the past you went through than the heaven you're going to, God's about to change your language. And I am believing that supernaturally he will fill you with a prayer language that will enable you to speak in such a way you're about to go from 4G to 5G. And I kid you not, God is still filling people where you can speak the language of the people around you. Ready? Okay, stop for a second. People of the Spirit transcend any ethnic, cultural, pigmentation issues. Because, this is going to be a little bit edgy, don't get me upset. When white people say black people don't understand this, when black people say white understand this, that's for everyone that does not have the Holy Spirit. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, the understanding comes, you speak the language of the Spirit. It goes way beyond this. Are you with me right now? So I am praying for God to fill you with a heavenly language. Prayer language other languages, but even the language of the community you serve and the community you live with. So they can hear the love of God, the grace of God, and the glory of God. I'm going to count to three. Lift up your hands. Ready? At the count of three, we're going to take, we're going to take 60 seconds. Actually, let's be biblical. 120 seconds, 120 in the upper room. We're going to take two minutes. I want you to release. The Spirit of God is in you. The, the, the hope of glory is in you. The, the comforter, the pneuma, the paraclete, the advocate is in you. I want you to open up. I'm prophesying to you now. Even you that are streaming, you're about to say things you've never said before. You're about to speak a language that will elevate, remove the lid, set people free. Set your free. Set your family free. Your surroundings free. You're about to create atmosphere with your language. Language is culture. We're about to build a culture of righteousness and justice, truth and love. We're going to do this. We're about to change the world because there is no such thing as a silent Christian filled of God's spirit. Are you ready? We were born with a sound and we make a sound. And Peter raised his voice. At the count of three, begin up. 120 seconds on the clock. Ready? And I don't want you to be timid about this. Go ahead. The devil tried to silence you. It's time for the pushback. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. One, two, three. Open up your mouth. Go.
the people of the upper room, all the holy Rosetta Stone people of the upper room, raise your hand. All the people of the sudden sound, raise both hands. All the people that understand that the promised land for believers is not about where we are, it's about who we are. Raise both hands and a foot. If you not only live in the promise, but the promise lives in you, raise both hands and both feet. If you have the fire, raise it really high. If you love the fire, raise it high. If you know the fire sanctifies you and purifies you and gets you right and makes you continuously right, raise them up a little higher, a little higher, a little higher. If because you have the fire, you can say what Jeremiah said. He said, I can't stop talking about God because I have fire shot up in my bones. It's just like fire shot up in my bones. Put your hands down for a second. Why is this church always making a sound? It's who we are. It's what we do. It's in our DNA from the day we were born. Over close to 2,000 years ago, we're about to celebrate pretty soon the 2,000th anniversary of the birth of the church. That's who we are. Look up here. Please look up here. So my favorite people are in the front row. They are. I absolutely love them. The first thing that came out of Peter's voice, isn't it ironic, the same Peter who was in the same room who said, I'm not going to deny you. And Jesus said, yes, you are. Three times. It's the first one who raised his voice here. Same Peter. Isn't that crazy? Over here, it was, I, I am not going to deny you. I'm, I'm your best buddy. I'm your most, the most loyal disciple you have. It's me, 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 me. Over here, he doesn't even mention him. Peter says, it's no longer about me. This is that that Joel prophesied. In the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, upon every generation. That generation, filled with God's Holy Spirit, will change the world. You're looking at the enemy's worst nightmare. They're going to change the world. Filled with God's Spirit. They're going to change the world because Pentecost and generations are connected. So we're about to see. Heavenly Father, seal this word in every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, as, as your son, I'm asking you that when everybody goes back home after the service, that they will find their houses filled with the Holy Spirit. Wherever there was darkness, there will be light. Wherever there was chaos, there will be order. Wherever there was sickness, there will be healing. Wherever there was sin, there will be forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. If you received everything God did, give one more shout of praise.